Introducing, we're all just faking it, a periodic women-led podcast focused on navigating life's general challenges. Listen in on how we and our communities have learned to overcome and adapt to a variety of relatable situations. Welcome to We're All Just Faking It podcast. This is episode four titled Self-Care During the Holidays. Today we have Dana, Allie, Braylon, and myself, Blaze. I guess we should start off by going through each of our self-care routines. I mean, candles. <laughs> I always have money what? for candles. <laughs> Where do you get your candles from? Um, that's a good question. Um, a lot of the time I get, like, Yankee candles because I like the smells of, like, some of them. But, um... I got uh, one of my candles, my candy cane one from Boots, and then sometimes just get them from, like, um, general supermarkets. Oh, okay. What do candles, like, do for you? How do they, like, make you feel good? Well, I like looking at um, the flames. Like, um, it's just kind of like a warm kind of... It's like a meditation almost. Yeah, because it's kind of like having a fireplace without having a fireplace, looking at the, like, calming kind of like warm glow coming from your candles and it's just a nice like thing to look at also um the smells are quite nice um I just I like I've got to have a, a smell that I like of like and then it, it just calms me just having like a nice kind of smell to waft around the room <laughs> do you guys ever put the uh fireplace on your tv sometimes yes yes i do the frozen one on disney plus but there's a frozen one yeah it's called arendelle log something (gasps) i need to look this up it's so interesting that you mentioned smell as like a part of your self-care like you like your your den or your room to like have a nice smell because i've never literally never thought about doing that before like same like never thought to use smell as another like sensory helper like i'll do music i do the lights a certain way the sounds will be a certain way but i never and like i'll have squishy like soft clothes and soft blankets like i might have a nice drink literally why did i leave out just that one (laughs) sense like i've never thought to like light a candle in my room or like spritz a spray on the bed or something like that well I used to use my diffuser like quite a lot like I used to be obsessed with my diffuser and I remember you saying about peppermint being really good for like headaches and stuff so I lit my candy cane candle today because I couldn't really be bothered like I haven't used my diffuser for like ages now and I thought it's still kind of self-care it's still the smell like the peppermint smell that's going to help my headache and it's still self-care it's just in a different form of like um smell I guess I did not know that helps with headaches that's something I'll definitely have to do. Yeah, I didn't know that. Especially and if you I get, get the headaches oil, a lot. And you yeah. like put it on your you can put it on your hands if you want, but not if you're gonna like touch something. I like to put it on my wrist and like rub it together so it gets warm and literally just like inhale it really deeply. Mm-hmm. You can put it on your temples, but it does burn a little bit, like because it's minty, like menthol. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't put it too near. <laughs> Yeah, don't get it tuning your eyes. But yeah, peppermint is really good for. Well, they have those. They have necklaces now where you can put the smell into them, can't they? Mm -hmm. It's also great if you get nauseous. Mm. Yeah, same thing. Yep, if you're like laying in bed and you're nauseous, I used to just take the peppermint oil and put it on my stuffed animal that, like, on its head that I would sleep with, which is another really great tactic to like put essential oils and then you can just hold the plushie and like smell. It's, it works really good. I use gum when I feel that way. I never I never thought about the correlation between that, but that totally makes sense now. <laughs> what do you do, Braylon, for your self-care? My self-care, I have a lot of different things I do depending on like the mood that I'm in, I guess. Um, a big one for me is... I guess I'll start with like my high energy self cares versus my low energy self cares. My high energy self cares would be like exercise, um, like moving my body in some way that's a little bit rigorous, um, like spending time with friends or family, like going out for a drink or getting dinner together um, versus more like low energy ones would be um, like watching a movie, a comforting movie, going for a walk listening to music, 
um, maybe journaling, whereas like creative things would be more of a high energy self-care. Yeah, I have a lot of different things that I do. Do you ever force yourself to journal when you aren't feeling no, like good? I need to get better about doing that, but I just ordered um, this thing called the five minute journal, which it has a, a morning prompt and an evening prompt, and it's supposed to just take you about five minutes. Um, so I kind of wanted to like ease because I don't love to journal. I want to get better at it. Um, so I thought that this would be a really way, good way to just like ease into journaling and it has prompts and everything. So I'll report back and let you know how it goes. I should be getting it in January. <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. I definitely, yeah. The only time I journal is when I'm like angry, frustrated, annoyed, like, and then like when I'm sad, I'm like, why am I sad? And it's like, well, you don't know because you haven't journaled any of your like <laughs> thoughts yeah. or anything for ages. So you can't see. I've heard yes. of the five-minute journals before, and I've been wanting to check it out, so definitely let me know what you think of it. Uh, yeah, I thought it'd be great because I don't like things that have, like, if in my mind it becomes a chore, my brain's going to be like, yeah, we're not doing that. Same. Mm -hmm. So Same. if I have, if it's five minutes, it's easier for me to, like flip the perspective and be like you know it's only five minutes you you're gonna do this and it's easier i think i have to do that with everything trick my brain into doing it or else it doesn't want to yeah <laughs> what about you ali um i guess i'm kind of similar to braylon like depending on my mood i'll either go out do things with friends and things like that or like if I'm like having low energy I'll literally just lie in bed I'll watch a film sometimes I'll get my ukulele out and just give it a little play because it doesn't take that much energy just to lie there and just play <laughs> that's so good I love that um, I like that you yeah. listen to your body I think that's important it's interesting because a lot of our all of our self-care is kind of like things that will make us feel happier um and like you know low energy you listen to music you watch movies you play your ukulele etc etc it's all things that like in the moment make us feel just that bit like better mm -hmm. but I read the other day and I I will have to find it again and send it to you guys that also self-care should be like the difficult things, the things that will help us in the long term. And I am really struggling with that side of things, um, for sure. Like, I don't know about you guys, but for my self-care, it's always like short term, what will help me right now? What will make me feel better? What will help me just, okay, I need to eat something. What's what's quick and easy or what, you know? And I definitely think um, for more long term, what would help us all um, is it's definitely something I'm uh, interested in learning more about. Do any of you do things for yourself that would help yourself, like, the next day? Do say, you know like, what... laying out clothes for the next day or stuff like that. I was going to say, do you know what it is? It's almost like what the self-care that we all just described and talked about is, um, like, us doing, like, going to the doctor when you already have something wrong <laughs> versus being preventative about your health. Like exactly. self-care, I think you're so right, Dana. Like all of us, we all just listed things that we do when we're in like emergency mode. Like we're like, oh shit, we've already hit a bad spot. And now we need to not, it's not self-care. It's like, I don't know, mitigation or like, it's like, you know, <laughs> the only thing you can do to stop yourself from getting worse, essentially, you know? Yeah. You have to do those things, but I think what we need to be doing is when we're feeling good, when we're feeling good about ourselves, when we have high energy, we need to do the difficult things that will make it easier when we go, when we have a bad time again. It's almost mm -hmm. like exercising. You exercise for a little bit of time a day and then everything else in your life kind of gets easier. You get stronger, you have more stamina. It's kind of a similar thing. You have to exercise your brain so that next time you're in a pickle, you're like, I got more tools. I'm stronger. Yeah. I definitely I think, think yeah. doing things for your... The future is a way better way to go about it. 
it seems like what would you say are like baby steps to get there? Do any of you have any ideas? Dana, you said you're struggling yourself. I definitely currently don't do a lot of uh, what do we call it? Like true self-care, I guess. Like I, I, the one thing I think I do is like make sure I stay hydrated and then I exercise. Those are like my two preventative things, right? They, they help me from having the low lows, but I know I could be doing more. Journaling I think definitely one. One thing for myself would to be maybe this is small, but like emptying the dishwasher before it starts to annoy me instead of while I'm annoyed about it. Mm-hmm. Being I more proactive. Think, yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely think like with the like what we said about journaling, how like we never just journal until like something bad. <laughs> yeah. Like I think probably like trying to set set aside some time, like you said, with the five minute journal, just setting some t- so, ah, setting some time aside <laughs> every day or like every other day, you know, to make it easier where you just kind of write down one thing that happened in your day or like a couple of things that are just in your head that you haven't realized or in your head that you just want to get out because otherwise you wait until it's too much in your head and everything's overwhelming you and then you don't want to journal because you're just feeling like crap and you've got to do the emergency self-care yeah (laughs) you feel happy right now do you know what it reminds me of? It I keep going back to this, but it's so similar to like taking care of your brain is so similar to taking care of your body, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when people get to the holidays and they're like, oh no, like I need to diet. Like, you know, they're like, I need yeah. to start a diet right now. It's like very similar to that. It's like, well, you probably should have just you know, been taking care of yourself a little bit better the whole year, like instead of just now starting. <laughs> that's why they like... always see such a big start at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh, I need to get in shape," and then like a month later, it's dropped off. Like the one thing bunch. that I really <laughs> want to start, and maybe I'll, maybe this will be my New Year's resolution. And let please let me know if any of you do this regularly. But I want to <gasps> daily meditate. Ooh. That's a good one. I I definitely have stopped meditating recently in the last like six months, I would say. And it's a shame because I really enjoyed meditating. It really helped me like with um, like my anxiety and like having difficulty sleeping and stuff. I definitely think that's a a really good one to get back into because I know a lot of people may say like meditation doesn't work for them but I find guided meditation where someone's talking to me the whole time telling me you know relax your legs relax that is so much better for me and it's it's kind of what works for you as well I also really love guided meditation and I think that if you're scared to start meditation like I used to think meditation was just like sitting in silence you know what I mean yeah, um, I used to think it was just like, and and that's that that is one form of it that you can do. But guided meditations are so much more helpful for me. I love because it can help. It's almost like it acts as your thoughts, right? Um, and mm. when they're so like inspiring and good and kind and motivating, like if you listen to fifteen minutes of somebody like while you're doing guided breath work, they're telling you breathe in, breathe out, but they're also telling you like. And believe in yourself and like really motivating and uplifting things it's pretty powerful um like on your on your mental psyche definitely and like you said with the breath work a lot of meditation um guided at least does like get you to do breath work which in itself breath breath work belly breathing all those types of breathing exercises help you anyway just on their own so when they're combined it's it's very helpful yeah, a lot of us, I think, have nervous systems that are kind of out of whack. And that's why we get, you know, a lot more mental health struggles. And I know that doing breath work is something that can bring your nervous system back into a state of balance and really helpful, especially if you have any kind of anxiety. Yeah. Definitely. I like how on the Apple Watch it like reminds Tells you, you to, to breathe. To, yeah. <laughs> I hate doing it though. I hate it. I don't know I why. To. <laughs> it's only a minute. It's a minute of breath work. And, and I like, always oh, say over no to it. I'm like, me too. I do. Then when I do it, I'm like, like wow, this is taking forever. <laughs> you think it's because it's telling you to do that? Like if you decided on your Maybe. own like thing, if you'd like gone, yes. oh, I really want to do some breathing work now. Whereas someone going, you need to do it right now is like very different. Definitely plays a part. It's a hundred percent what it is for me. 
yeah. like don't tell me what to do exactly. <laughs> because the times that I've done it on my own I'm fine but whenever it tells me <laughs> to do it I get really annoyed I'm like can you just go away it's like raising your heart rate instead of right lowering now. it yeah. <laughs> You're like yeah. no yes oh my gosh that's really funny <laughs> yeah so let's see we have so far if you're gonna do preventative self-care we have journaling, meditation, exercise. I think like taking care of your body in any shape or form would be considered like pre- preventative mental health mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. Like whether I, it's making like sure you're getting about, enough sleep, hydration, yeah. exercise, like all that. Go ahead, Dana. Sorry. Sorry. I just got excited. <laughs> about what? Um, I was just like, we talked about... Um, in the podcast episode um, a couple of weeks ago about the vitamin D, like yeah. even something as small as that, like taking vitamin D or multivitamins to try and help, you know, well, with the seasonal depression that we talked about last week, um, two weeks ago, it's just something small that you do every day, but it is, it's preventative. We, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be a big thing, the preventative self-care. You just have to, just take a small part of your day with the journaling, the the multivitamins, the breathing work, the, the guided meditation. You have to take a small part of your day to do it. You don't have to like, it doesn't have to be a big thing. And I think that's what a lot of people get kind of stuck on. I know I do. I always feel like, oh, preventative self-care, it takes a lot of energy. You've got to do a lot of things. Whereas like self-care when it's like at the point where you, it's too late is very like, in the moment it doesn't take that long to do it's all short things that haven't got to take a lot of brain power I guess um and I think that's something to try and get your mind out of the fact that preventative self-care isn't it doesn't take forever it's it's just you've got to do small things every day to make a change also I don't know about you guys but being somebody who has ADHD I tend to look at things as like an all or nothing And it's really hard for me to like, I either have to do 100% or I can't do it at all. And I'm trying to break that down and just remind myself, like, do what you can for the day. It's fine. If you journal for a minute, that's still better than not journaling at all. If you go for a walk for 10 minutes, that's still better than not going for a walk. Like, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And just because you do nothing one day doesn't mean you can't start again the next day. Like, it's okay to take a day off of doing, you know, preventative self-care stuff. If you're not feeling well, start it over again on the next day. Mm-hmm. It's just important to keep going and not know that you don't have to, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And even something as little as like five minutes doing a task that you might need to get done later in the week, doing it earlier in the week helps a lot. Yeah, I love this. I love this idea of like preventative self-care. What can you do to prevent yourself from getting to the point where you just need to lay in bed all day like I do or play Animal Crossing for like eight hours? (laughs) That's an interesting one, though, because you talk about like stopping when you're sick. Um, What about like how does everyone's self-care change when you're sick? I know like I've been sick for the past week, so... I, I took it easy on myself the first, like, Monday and Tuesday. So I guess that would be part of my self-care is looking after myself while I'm sick and not trying to push myself too hard. And then while I feel good, I guess like everyone else, it seems like I tend to do more things that are, like, take a lot more energy. Do we have any tips for self-care for the holidays is there anything that we do differently maybe when we know that we have to be around people for an extended period of time or even for me I know I have a hard time even just like being away from my house for an extended period of time so like I love my family I love my husband's family but sometimes being away from home I have to do different things so that I make sure that my mental health stays good I think being kind to yourself during the holidays because there's a lot of comments that people say about certain things or questions that people ask during that time. 
because they either don't know what to ask you about, so they ask inappropriate questions, or they just say things. Yeah, like how to protect yourself emotionally. I usually remind myself that when people are hurtful or like rude um, on purpose, that usually that's probably a, more of a reflection of how they're feeling inside. So I can kind of remove myself from the situation and understand that like that's just a person who's hurting and that's the way that they act. Um, but if it's a if it's a genuine, you know, somebody older doesn't understand the way the world works, ask an insensitive question. Sometimes I just try to remind myself like not to get upset about it. They, they have a different, they, they live a different world. They have, a, they live in a different world than we do, different perspectives, different experiences. And sometimes I'll just try and let that roll off of me, you know, yeah. so I remind myself like this really doesn't have anything to do with me in both those scenarios. So that's, that's kind of how I deal with people that make comments like that. I just smile and nod remind myself this isn't about me and that's kind of how I shield myself from those things I definitely find myself like before Christmas and like like the couple of days before Christmas and a couple of days after I'm less like social I'm definitely like getting ready for the fact that I'm gonna have to talk to loads of people and I can't just like it's not just gonna be an hour it's gonna be like quite a long time of like talking to people and having to deal with people and and stuff um and yeah definitely I remind myself like it's not worth trying to like educate certain people in my family about stuff it's just not worth it one they'll never learn they always think they're right and the other thing is why ruin my Christmas to try and just it's just going to end up starting an argument. It's just not worth it. You've got to try and think about keeping the peace, not for everyone else, but for yourself. You've got to keep the peace for yourself. I, I definitely would... think... Oh, keep going. <laughs> I was just going to say, I definitely think like the holidays brings that out more than um, normal times. I think that happens a lot because... There's certain questions that people think about constantly. Like, think one of the things a lot of people ask is, so are you dating or stuff like that, which can come off a really wrong way. But people ask those questions because they can't relate any other way but that. So they ask what they know. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think preparing yourself mentally, uh, relating it back to self-care is a form of self-care. Definitely, 100%, definitely. It's all about kind of setting those boundaries as well, though, like, for yourself as well as, like, for other people. Like, you don't have to answer any question that's put towards you, you know? Like, you don't have to answer, are you dating? Or you don't have to answer, like, what's going on with, you know, this or that? And and it's not just setting boundaries for other people, but setting boundaries within yourself, what, what you're going to answer, what you're going to just say, do you know what, I'm not going to deal with this. Yeah. I also just feel like, like you said a little bit earlier, just being social for that amount of time sometimes can be extremely draining. So like if you have a partner or you can do this with yourself, like make sure to like take breaks. If you need to like go be by yourself in another room, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so if you're like at an event and you have a partner, sometimes you can have like a code word for like, it's time to go home. I need, I need to go home now. (laughs) Um, you know, if you hit that, that point, I know at least I do sometimes where I'm like, all right, my social battery is gone. I'd like to go home now. Um, but if that's not an option, sometimes being by myself, even for like 15 minutes, um, can be all that I need to kind of reset and then go back out there and join, join the people and be social again. So it's important just to know, um, your your body and your signals and when and when you start feeling agitated or tired or you know anything like that go take a break or do what you need to do to make sure that you don't you know lash out to others when you do take a break what what do you do do you just sit there or oh i'll usually go on my phone or do or like play a game or something like that that like kind of just lets my mind reset Mm mm-hmm But maybe if I get into more meditation, it'd be a good time to like, you know, do a five minute guided meditation would probably be helpful or even just like journal on my phone for a few minutes. Once I get into the more habit of doing those things, I think would be more productive. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Or some deep breathing. Yeah. For me, um, the holidays, like Christmas and stuff is normally at my house. 
so I just normally like excuse myself to the toilet or something either put in a guided meditation work on my belly breathing have a little rant to myself like oh my god why did they say that why are they so annoying and then I'm like I come out I'm I'm happy I'm calm I'm like I'm just taking a bit of time away from them as well I'm like okay right I'm ready to go back out there into the lion's den (laughs) I totally get that (laughs) what about you Ali how do you set boundaries for yourself um (laughs) I guess like the social situations I've been in many like family parties like one side of my family there is a lot of us like cousins and everyone so there's definitely like there's been a fair few family gatherings and I just slip away at one point and just go into my dad's bedroom and I'm literally just lay there and there's been times where like my cousins came upstairs and I was just like why are you in here for I was just like because I want to be I was like like I don't need to give them an actual reason yeah no you uh, don't and then I just then eventually with like five ten minutes however long I'll just go back down and join everybody else but it's just that time I come from a very very large family so whenever we have family get-togethers it's like 30 plus people easily (laughs) if not more like so I tend to stay outside with the dogs and the kids so that I'm not inside hearing like a bunch of really loud noises. Because it, it's a bit much at times. And sometimes I just got back off from it. Yeah. Like I, I love even, them, but it's a lot. <laughs> I would even recommend to like, I, I have like a, a bag that I bring with me with things in it that help me if I run into an, anxi- an anxiety situation. And something I carry with me is earplugs because I'm kind of the same way. If I get like overwhelmed by social stuff and it's loud, like I will have a meltdown. I'll go crazy. I'll be like, ah, I need to go ahead and get out of here now. So I bring earplugs with me because sometimes you can't always get away. And it's mm-hmm. helpful just to be able to like turn the volume of your surroundings down sometimes. So that's like a little easy thing you can carry with you if you are unable to like step outside or get away from family and it's really loud. Earplugs can be a lifesaver. I'm kind of jealous of Reagan because he can't hear anyway, so he can easily turn people out. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that's really handy is if there is any animals when you go to somewhere, like you can always just like say, oh, I'll just check on the dog or I'll just check on the cats and oh, um, do you want me to feed the animals? And then you can go away from everybody and then do that. And you've got that time. And also there's a really cute animal as well that you can pet and and give a cuddle to if you're feeling a bit like sad or anxious. The other thing too that I um, heard somebody on TikTok talk about was if you don't feel like describing your mental illness or whatever, like say you are feeling anxiety and you go lay down in a room and somebody comes in and they're just like pestering you like why are you in here what are you doing come back and join us this person was like just lie say that Mm -hmm. you have something physically wrong with your body instead and people are always just like oh okay do you need a water like oh i'm so sorry your stomach hurts or you have a headache or like you're feeling nauseous whatever it is um if people that's that's just something i kept in the back of my mind like a little toolkit if somebody ever really is pestering me for something that I'm doing related to my mental health or, you know, even at work, if I have a day where I can't perform or whatever, just say something is wrong physically and people are much more understanding about that. Yeah. (laughs) Especially if it's people you don't know well, you know, like it's acquaintances or something like that. It's easier to just be like, oh, I'm not feeling well. My stomach hurts, what have you. I've definitely done that before to people. (laughs) It makes me sad though that like we feel like we have to say that something's physically wrong with us because if we said some like our mental health it's either not taken seriously people don't understand enough about it or they just don't care they just want you to pull yourself together or just get over it whereas like if you have a headache or you're sick they don't tell you that and it really yeah. frustrates me that 
that is where we're at. I mean, it's a good thing to do, to, to remember to do if you need that and you are with people who do not understand mental health. And I'm not saying not to do that because I think it's a really good idea. It just makes me sad that we're still, even now, we are still in a place where we have to use that as an excuse. Even with the pandemic and more people understanding mental health, we're still at that point. Thankfully, my family is pretty open about mental health, even my extended family. So if I were to tell one of them I'm struggling mentally, they would be like, okay, that's cool. And they would just leave me alone. It's mostly with people that I'm not very familiar with that do that to me. And then they kind of question it. And it's, yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, like, especially when you're feeling anxious or, like, your mental health is low, that's, like, the worst time for someone to start questioning you. Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Leave me alone. Like, I don't want to talk about it. And it's also, like, you don't owe them an explanation at all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I I saw the other day, um, and I see it quite often, actually, and I always think to myself, that's a really good thing, is that no is a complete answer. Mm-hmm. like that is something that I think I always forget I always feel like I have to give an explanation for anything you know oh sorry I can't do that yeah. or no I, uh, I have to I can't do that because of this or no blah 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 and I could just say really sorry I can't do that or no hey, thank you <laughs> and I, yeah. I know that a lot of us probably feel like we can't say that I always feel like I have to have some sort of explanation which, I mean, that's sad. Like, you shouldn't have to. There's, a, I, I mean, there's sometimes where people just don't want to talk about why. And I think we should, we should, like, listen to them and accept their boundaries. Also, a lot of the time, people don't have the words for why. Like, mm-hmm. they might just be feeling anxious and they can't explain it. So it's even more frustrating because they think, if I can't explain it, then does that mean that I am i shouldn't be anxious? Do I have the right to be anxious if I can't say why I'm anxious? Which is stupid because you're allowed to be anxious regardless of whether you can tell someone you're anxious or not. But that's just what our brains do to us. Yeah. I'm I'm guilty of that as well, for sure. Yeah, I always say it's the worst to go to work on a day when I feel depressed because not only am I going to be feeling depressed, but I'm going to look down or like not be as like, haha, hello, you know, high energy. And every single person I interact with is going to go, what's wrong? Are you feeling okay? And like, that bothers me so much. I'm already feeling terrible. I don't want to tell you that like I most of the time I'm just like, yeah, I have depression. And, like, that makes people get quiet. They're like, oh, they don't know what to say to that. But it's so annoying. Normalize not asking people if they're okay unless it's a friend. Like, a well, friend, I think it I also is valid. People say. at work, leave them alone, you know? Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It drives me crazy. I'm like, I already feel bad. I don't want to yeah. have to explain to you. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I definitely... I, I definitely say, oh, yeah, I'm just tired this morning. Or I'll say, oh, I've just got a headache today. I'm just, you know, just. And, like, sometimes, like, obviously that, that can be true sometimes. But a lot of the time I'm just woke up. I'm just feeling really, like, low and shit. And, like, everything everyone does is annoying me. And I don't want them to feel bad because it's not their fault. It's 100% my problem that I you know so I don't want to be like oh yeah actually you're really annoying me because you keep slamming that door and it's actually starting to piss me off could you just like stop instead of that I'm just like oh yeah no I'm just tired today it's fine (laughs) it's okay if I ever ran like a workplace of some sort where I was in charge of people I'd give them like big colored cards to like wear on lanyards around their neck that was like a green yellow and a red that was like a green I'm feeling social today I will talk to you a yellow is like, I'm feeling okay. Only talk to me if you have a problem. And red would be like, do not talk to me today. Wait till tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then everybody would know. Like, you wouldn't have to ask anybody. You could just wear the red and people would be like, oh, okay. 
That would be so <laughs> And helpful. that would be the most perfect thing that you could ever ask for because when you're in those moods, all you want is to be left alone it, when you're at work or, like, around acquaintances, right? But also, like, I'm not a morning person. When I first mm-hmm. wake up, I, I don't want anyone to talk to me. See? Yeah, you could have it as red in the morning and by 2 o'clock it's green. You're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I, I find I'm more irritable in the morning as well. And like, I don't talk in the mornings for ages until like, until I have to as well. So like, I have some coworkers that are really noisy in the mornings as well. And I'm just like, Oh, please, can you just be quiet? Like, just be silent. My it's dad kind of and opposite. I only ever fought in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and he knew he knew I'm not a morning person. He's like, you're just like your mom. <laughs> Oh my. I'm the opposite. I have all my energy in the morning and come the evening, I'm like, leave me alone. I don't want it. I don't want to do anything. I'm done. My my energy's all gone. But in the morning I'm like, hello, hi. I mean you see me on stream in the mornings. That's like when I'm the most energetic. <laughs> I'm a lot more like that now than ever, just because I've been waking up so much earlier because of my job. So I'm starting to be a morning person, I guess. <laughs> Also, kind of. I have to like, there'll there'll be periods of time where every day when I wake up, I'm like, ugh, like that's the first thing that comes out of my mouth when I wake up, which is not good. So I like don't I that's like a non-negotiable with myself, which I have a few non-negotiables. And those are things that like are non I've told myself, like you can't negotiate in your head about this. There's no talking yourself out of it. And that is one of them is that I'm not allowed to wake up and say, ugh. Like, if I do that, I'm like, nope, nope, today's great. It's, you're not allowed to say that because it, it, if that's how I start my day, the rest of the day is not going to go well. Yeah. You're setting yourself up for failure at that That point. That is your preventable self-care. There you go. That's what it is. Literally your preventable (laughs) self-care. Dana's over there like, epiphany. You're doing the thing. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it is. That's one of my things. I saw some girl one time on, on um, <clears throat> so I don't remember, Instagram or something, and somebody was like, how do you do this thing every day? I don't even remember what it was. And she was like, oh, it's a non-negotiable for me. She was like, I have certain things in my life that I've labeled as non-negotiables, and I, like, it's a rule I set for myself, and I just do it. And I was like, that's genius, because if you set up a little rule in your brain, like literally my brain's like nope can't negotiate about that we're just gonna do it like it's really it only i can't do that obviously with like extremely difficult things like i I don't think i could do that with exercise like not quite at that point yet but it's like drinking water same thing non-negotiable i'm gonna drink my water i i love this i love this whole idea i i'm definitely gonna try and um use that for myself because there's a lot of times where i think Hang on, we should be doing this regardless of how we feel. It's, think of it like this. Do you, well, maybe, if you do something that you do every day, for instance, like brushing your teeth, why do you do that every day? Yeah. You just do it because you know that you have to. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not the best about brushing my teeth always. So that's kind of, it's not a great example maybe for everybody because some people might be like, well, I don't brush my teeth every day. But <laughs> if it's something like that or you shower, you know, like why do you shower? It's just something you know you have to do. It kind of yeah. makes those things become those like, well, I just do it because I know I have to. And then there's no question. You just do it. But start small. If you're going to do that, just pick one because <laughs> otherwise you'll get overwhelmed. Yeah, that's that's a really good idea. Also, if you don't like trust yourself, what's maybe that's not the right word. If you don't if you can't trust your own word, like if you say like tomorrow I'm going to do this thing and like you never do those things you say that you're going to do, it's easy to start with something really really tiny and achievable to build that trust within yourself. I mean, it can be something that takes 5 minutes. Like I'm going to I'm going to I don't know journal whatever it could be something super easy i'm gonna drink a glass of water when i wake up in the morning every morning if you can like build that trust with yourself it gets easier than when you say oh i'm gonna do this thing every day you're like yeah i know i'm going to because i i follow through my words with my actions that's definitely a um a good way to kind of like reframe it as well in your brain because it's you're doing it for yourself it's not like you're doing it for anybody else it's a 
a preventable self-care like thing so definitely a better way to reframe it for sure it's a part of a whole thing that you can look up called reparenting basically like when you are little your parents tell you brush your teeth drink water go to bed at this time and when you get older there's nobody to tell you that stuff Mm -hmm. it has to be you and if you go through a period like for me i was great at self-care and stuff in high school because my parents were kind of on top of me and would make sure and i think that may be the case for a lot of us like my parents like they were parents and they made sure i did stuff took care of myself got to bed whatever then when you go to college at least for me you get this freedom that you didn't have and it feels really fun and you're like oh i can do whatever i want and you choose to do bad things that are unhealthy for you i think like all of us do stay up super late not eat healthy food go drinking a ton you know whatever um it can be hard to like get back into taking care of yourself because i know for me i like totally lost all of that routine and structure and good habits i had in college they just all went away and i had like seven or eight years of not taking care of myself it's hard to like you got to start somewhere to get back on track definitely i think as well though a lot of like like going to bed late like for, for some, yeah, that's just, like, pushing the boundaries, seeing what you can do. But other people, like, um, I've been looking recently at the, um, oh, what's it called? Um, revenge bedtime. Oh, yeah. Like, revenge procrastination. So, yeah, that's it. Because mm-hmm. you're going to bed later because that's the only time, like, that you can do it. Or you've had your whole day, you've been doing stuff for other people, and you finally have that time for yourself, and you... you you stay up late because you want to like you know have that time but really you're just like making things worse for yourself well for for me definitely I feel like um definitely recently in the last couple of years I've noticed I've done that more and then um also um sugary foods um that's something that some people eat because they're chasing the the dopamine so so as well it's like you're not having your parents guide you and tell you but then also your brain is like well I want this this is going to make me happy so so then you're like well do I listen to what my brain wants or do I listen to like what I should be doing and it's like a whole thing so definitely reparenting is is a a hard one I would say um, for a lot of people people always talk about how like well and you know there's like an inner child right but in my brain, the way that the way that I view like my subconscious is that like I am the child and my subconscious is the parent. So like I literally way. speak to myself sometimes like in my brain as if it's like a mother talking to a child. Like it's not me talking to my inner child. Like I'm not telling my inner child, like I'm going to be, you're going to be okay. It's, it's, I am the inner child (laughs) and I have a parent in my brain that like tells me, you know, nice things and helps me when I'm struggling and tries to help me reframe things. That's taken me a really long time (laughs) to get that voice to be like that. I love that though. Yeah. I definitely feel like when we're saying, um stuff that works for us and stuff that like (laughs) it's it what didn't happen like instantly like we've all had to work to get to the points that we're all at and we're still constantly working on different things and 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 trying to learn new things to help us get better like no one no one has finished at this point you know (laughs) i don't think you're ever finished i don't think i don't think it's ever done it's that's the human experience it's how do i make sense of this how do I live in this world with this brain that, in my opinion, I think we're just like little animals that got too smart for our own good. And we have to figure out a way to not drive ourselves mad. Definitely. Yeah, yeah we're always, we're always on also, this journey. I think it's so important to have conversations like this because like we all, like the five of us that are on this podcast, we talk all the time, every day. We have talked, We, it, I would say like we've, most of us have known each other for at least nine months. We've been talking to one another every day <clears throat> and we still, and we talk, <clears throat> we talk a lot about mental health. 
We have a yeah. lot of mental health yeah. conversations, a ton of them. And still, week after week on this podcast, people have little eureka moments. One of us shares a story that makes somebody else go, oh my God, I never thought of that like that. Like that's why these conversations are so important because nobody knows it all. We're all just trying to figure this stuff out. And by sharing like what works for us, somebody else is going to go, wait a second, light bulb moment. That's going to make me be able to handle something that I've been struggling with a lot better. Definitely. And also like, it's like um, when you put into the discord, Braylon, that you were going to get a weighted blanket, then Ali got a weighted blanket. I'm getting one for Christmas. You know, it kind of, <laughs> sometimes we, we share something that helps us mentally and we end up helping other people because they think, oh, I never thought of that. I didn't know that was a thing or, oh, I just thought that wouldn't work for me. But like hearing other people's experiences and suggestions is always really like helpful. Like I, I find it very helpful because there's so many things bombarded at you that are supposed to help you with your mental health and you never kind of know which one to to go for or or pick yeah and seeing somebody who like you know maybe looks like you or deals with the same struggles that you deal with or maybe is the same age or what have you right and they're saying i tried this thing and this worked for me it's way easier to be like oh you're well you're like me like i should try that because maybe it'll work for me too i deal with the same things you struggle with um, and that's so much more important than, yeah, like online, if if it's not like a personal story, right? You're, you're like, I don't know if that advertisement for those earplugs is going to be helpful. Like, but then when your friend is like, oh, hey, I bought these earplugs and they're so nice. You're like, oh, it's sick. <laughs> like, I'll get them. <laughs> so, yeah. I've always yeah, known that like I lead. Yeah. yeah. I've always known that I le- lean heavily on people's experiences like when i was younger i definitely looked at my brother's experience same, to see. same. like i was constantly looking <laughs> at them and judging whatever they were doing so like growing up was easy because of that but i think that's also why i love your community so much braylon is because there are so many people that are open to sharing their experiences yeah they're not afraid yeah I don't know if you guys like Brene Brown, but um, I love her. She's phenomenal. She always says that um, if you want people to be vulnerable with you, you have to be vulnerable first. And a lot of people are not willing to do that. And I think that's honestly why people who have ADHD um, are better at connecting with people quicker because we just lay it all out on the table. We're like, oh, this is the first time I've met you. But by the way, here's all my trauma and my whole life story and everything bad that's ever happened to me. But like, hey. And then that allows other people to be like, holy moly. She just like said all of this stuff. And like, then they're like, you know what? I I don't, I, I feel welcome and open to share my icky things, my skeletons, my struggles. So yeah, I, I'm the same way that I learned from everybody else's experiences. I just watched my sisters and was like, okay, hey, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I see what happens if you do that. Like, some people have to try it for themselves, right? That's not me. No, I'd rather not go through it myself. So yeah. I look at what other people do. Do you know what, though, Braylon, you saying that you lay it all out and like tell everybody, do you know what that reminds me of? what you know when um you watch like an episode of something and it does like a, a catch-up or like a recap you're just doing that for everybody you're like here here's what you missed like <laughs> i love that you're, you're like a previously on my life yeah <laughs> yes. let me catch what you missed here yeah it's also like i feel like i want people to know that there's reasons why i am the way i am you know, like, here's the yeah. things that have shaped me into the person that I am. And I want people to know those things, even if they're hard or difficult or whatever. They're still a part of me. Definitely. I think in high school, so many people thought I was like, I don't know, shy, I guess, or whatever. But it's like, yes, kind of. But I'm more or less listening to what you're saying and doing. And I'm going through it always. You're like, an observer. I am completely. Yeah. See, people used to think I was shy and then like if anybody like actually took the time to talk to me, like I never fucking shut up like at all. Yeah. I'm constantly talking. Exactly. Everyone's like, this girl, you thought she was shy? Like, I can't get her to stop. But it's like it's funny, isn't it? Like it, you'll open up to certain people like that are worth your time and then there'll be other people that 
can't even be bothered to talk to you like that's your problem <laughs> yeah if I'm shy to you it's a reason <laughs> I need to learn to do that because I tend to have a problem where I give too much of my energy to people that don't deserve it. And I have a hard time realizing that they don't deserve it until like it's been too long. I have to work on like realizing who deserves my time and energy and who is not worth the time of day. I need to be more of a watcher and an observer. That's really interesting though (laughs) because I would say for gift giving I find it really interesting to know kind of what's appropriate what's not appropriate like how much energy am I giving into this person how much energy is it going to give back it's definitely like at work it's a bit like do you give gifts to people do you not like I only ever give gifts to people at work if there is like an arranged gift giving otherwise I would only do like a handwritten card yeah same I don't give gifts to people at work typically I mostly just give it to like family mm-hmm. and a select few friends and do so you us- have sorry go on I-, I was gonna say usually if there is like a you know like a secret Santa or like a white elephant or something like that at work um the most important thing I always try to do is make sure to not like buy something alcohol related um, because I feel like a lot of people don't think about that you might have people in like recovery or what have you. A lot of people have icky relationships with alcohol. Um, so that's something I always like try to make sure. But other than that, yeah, I would just, I'm kind of a, one of my love languages is um, words. I like to tell people. So something that I would do in an office is just like write people really nice cards saying something nice about them or telling them how I felt about them something like that would be more my speed yeah I would say um definitely like alcohol is a tricky one because I think a lot of people always want to like gift like work things I always find that they gift or the prize is always alcohol and I'm like well I don't really like drinking alcohol but then you think like it's a bit difficult for people who have like um a different relationship with alcohol um but for hot heartfelt words um so my love language I think is probably gift giving because I enjoy giving gifts so much but um oh my gosh if someone writes me a, a letter or something that like is just nice or tells me that they appreciate me I will just like start fucking crying that's it I'm gone it just means so much to me to because I feel like especially with my anxiety I'm constantly second guessing whether like somebody hates me or if I've done something wrong and then for someone to just like say hey actually you're a really good friend or hey I really appreciate you for being who you are oh my god sobbing (laughs) I'm gone I do that a lot like even just randomly because like I've done it a lot to people who have like made an impact in my life and who are really (laughs) nice people so I'll literally just like I've done physical cards to people and I've like went and like posted them through the door I've just like slipped them like in a bag that they've got so they can like find it later on and then be like oh what's this <laughs> um or That's in like so your sweet. cases I'll literally send like a big long message I swear I need but... to be more like you because I love when you send the messages they always make my day they really do and it's that's so wild how impactful just like somebody's words can be yeah like it can really turn your whole day around it can like make such an impact when somebody just takes a moment out of their day to say like hey i think you're awesome you're like me what (laughs) and it makes you feel so good i always find um that if i'm thinking about like somebody or like so like sometimes I'll look at the like podcast server and sometimes I'll just think like wow I really am so grateful to like be a part of this and to be able to like have a space where we can talk about mental health and stuff and just like I love all of you guys so much and Steph I know she's not here today but I include her in this as well and I'll just think well why don't I just say that why don't I just tell you guys <laughs> <Not> yeah, <laughs> exactly. why am I keeping it to myself <laughs> I try to be like, if I think it, tell them. Yeah. That's like what I try to like. And if you like get in the habit of doing that, like 
oh, I thought about Steph and how great she is. I'm going to send her a text real quick. Like if you try to get in the habit of like when you think of them, just write it right then. Even if it's just like, hey, hope you're doing good. I think you're awesome. Like it could be so simple. It doesn't have to be, you know, a long paragraph unless you like that. You're like me and Allie and, you know, some of us enjoy writing long paragraphs. To people. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't have to be that. It can be something so simple. And then your brain kind of gets – I like my brain's autopilot because my autopilot is really good. It's spot on. I have to train it. But once I get to the point where something is on autopilot, like it will, those synapses are strong and it will remember. So that's one of those things where I, I train my brain that if I think of somebody, I'll usually send them a message. Um, Cause my brain's like, send them the nice thing. What were you going to say though, Dana? Were you going to say something? Yes. I lost it. I found it again. It's okay. <laughs> um, I was just going to say with the um, hiding messages and stuff, I always found like, so I used to do that um, uh, and like my friend would like leave and their parents would take me home and like there'd be a brief moment where they weren't there in the house and I used to like I'd be like right quick write all these notes and hide them around their room like I put like one in their drawer and stuff and then like they'd message me when like so they had this Harry Potter book and I knew they were reading it and I so they had their bookmark in and I just went a couple of like a, a chapter or two and I put in a little nice message so that when they got to that chapter, they had a nice little like cute message. And it was funny because every time they'd message me and be like, oh, my God, I found your like um, your note and stuff. And it just used to make me happy for sure. I find that doing that kind of stuff makes it's like contagious almost like it makes other people want to be more good and more kind and show kindness. Like I often think about that the people who we should be um, loving and being kind to the most are the people who are hurting and, and aren't, you know, maybe aren't the kindest to us. You also never know what people like need to hear that day. This is very true. I try really, really hard not to judge people like have negative thoughts about strangers, I guess, is an easy way Same. to put it. Um, because you never like I try to like have positive thoughts about strangers instead um, because you never know like what somebody's you never know the whole story. And I find that like being kinder to others and not it like makes my brain do that to myself easier i wonder though with um like so my love language is like gift giving and words of affirmation when when you give a really good gift do do you find like you spent more energy like on your gift than you get back and how do you deal with that that's a really good question i would say go ahead I I just try not to take it personal because I don't know what they're going through. If let's say I th- gave someone something way more thought out and stuff like that, what if the other person is just very busy, didn't really have time to think about it or do whatever, like go out and actually shop. So I just try to think of what they are going through also managing expectations for people's reactions um you can't control how people are going to react like when you give them a gift and i know for instance um i'm married to somebody who is not a very reactive person so like i would never expect him to like start jumping up and down or screaming with glee like if i gave him a gift you know so i think it's just about knowing the people that you're giving gifts to and managing your expectations for what, you know, you think that their reaction is going to be. Because I know that can leave like a sour feeling in in your mouth if you like spent a long time getting a gift for somebody and it's really thoughtful and they don't have the reaction you want. But I think that's more an issue with yourself rather than them. And just like, you know, yeah. (laughs) Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I I know um, I did open when letters for one of my friends and I put a lot of time and energy in that but I didn't spend a lot of money on it whereas their present to me they spent obviously more money than I'd I'd done on the open when letters but they hadn't spent 
obviously as much time and energy into it and it's just kind of like looking at the two presents more thought was in one than the other but that they they were still probably on the same kind of level because they they'd still gone out and bought that they'd still thought oh what would Dana like you know and it was something I really enjoyed as well and I didn't I didn't think oh I've spent all this time and energy like that was my decision to spend that time and energy and they like Blaze said they might be busy they might not have had time there's like a million things that everyone can be doing like all at once and we don't know other people's like um situations so I definitely try and like remind myself like it was my choice to put that time and energy in and it's their choice to 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 find something that they think is perfect and and, and buy it when it comes to letters specifically some people are better at articulating like i am not good with flares i do not articulate very well at all <laughs> yeah so if you get a letter at all from me <laughs> That's that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, that's like my husband too. <laughs> I never expect a, a written letter. <laughs> yeah, that's just not me. So but some, for some people, they really enjoy spending money on people, and mm. that is a way, like, like you know, to show like for some people, buying you like a high ticket item present is as equally rewarding for them as like writing out letters would have been for you. Um, cause some yeah. people take a lot of pride in that. Like maybe they work really hard at their job and they have a lot of, you know, disposable income and that's something they really love to do is like buy nice things for their friends, maybe that their friends can't afford. Yeah. Um, so for some people, that's their way to say like, this is my thoughtfulness. I worked really hard to spend money to get you this thing, you know? I think just like relationships, each friend relationship also has different love languages yeah so, oh yeah it's applied to both yes love is not all you know just romantic right it's platonic as well within yeah. your family within your friends and your love languages might be different for a lover versus a platonic relationship um, but they're still there yeah mm -hmm. it's like one of my favorite things with my friends because they are literally the worst at pampering themselves or taking buying something that they you know for just them and so my favorite thing for Christmas is to buy them things like a nice bubble bath or the alcohol they like or something that, that you know that is just for them they don't they haven't bought for someone else that they have to think about or it's just just for them and I love it because they they wouldn't have thought to buy it for themselves and they get to you know they get nice face masks or you know nice pampering things and just that that for me is is perfect well yeah i think we had a lot of really nice conversations today um about self-care and make sure that you're doing preventative self-care not just emergency self-care <laughs> um and i think maybe we'll talk uh, i don't know if we have planned to do an episode with our new year's resolutions but i think that would be fun something to talk about um Maybe mm -hmm. some mental I think health. that would be a lot of fun. I, yeah, goals. I think that's a really good one, actually. Um, does anybody want to share um, how they faked it this week? Um, yeah, well, I'm quite happy to share how I faked it this week. Um, okay. Definitely my, um, I don't know, my mental health hasn't been like at all time low this week, but it has just been like weird, like up and down. Um, I definitely found myself like just trying to like pretend a lot of the time like I'm okay and then eventually got to the stage where I, I was like felt better in in doing what I was doing um I the other day somebody annoyed me like quite a bit told me to smile more oh no mm. and people couldn't understand why I was annoyed like and I was like really and I just had to kind of like ignore it and carry on because otherwise it was just going to ruin my whole whole day <laughs> at work so yeah I definitely had to fake it hard that day well good job on not letting one small thing ruin your entire day <laughs> <laughs> pat on the back for that yes my mental health this week has actually been pretty good um I haven't had to fake it 
months, but I it, we're coming up on Shark Week here, so that might be a different story in the next two weeks. <laughs> yes, I get that for sure. What about you, Allie? How did you fake it this week? If you did fake it. Um, yeah, the past few weeks, my mental health hasn't been great. <laughs> um, so I basically have been faking it by, like, I, I'm a person who loves to help people. And part of that in all of my church groups is offering lifts. So because I offer a lift to someone, to a group that I'm also going to, because I know I'm going to that lift, I'm just like, right, I was like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, like, yeah, I'm not okay, but I'm gonna go and I'm gonna give that lift, it's making me go. And then once I get there, like, sometimes, like, most of the times, not every time, but like, I, I will have pretended at the beginning, but then I'll start to feel somewhat better. And just from, by faking it and like pushing through and just being like right I was like I really don't want to go but I'm giving a lift so I'm gonna go but yeah <laughs> I push find, through it yeah I find that faking it oftentimes leads to the real thing like if you're able to just be like welp I don't want to do this but I'm gonna do it anyways you usually end up having an okay time like your brain usually makes it out to be a lot worse in your head than it is. Not always. Sometimes you fake it, you go, you have a terrible time. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but most of the time when I fake it, I end up, it's by the end of it, I'm not faking it anymore. Hi, Mira. Hi. <laughs> I'm keeping her distracted so that I don't She's have so to take cute. her outside. She's like, treat, mommy. <laughs> oh, 100%. Okay, yeah, so I think I'm going to close it. We're going to close it out there. Um, <laughs> so That's how I faked it this week. <laughs> what? With Mira? Uh, I, several times this week, had to distract her with treats during a meeting because she was going <laughs> out and I needed to be in the meeting. <laughs> She's so Aww. cute. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening in. We hope you found some benefits of this episode. I think we had some awesome conversations. I'm excited to listen to this one over again. Um, check out our new website. It is uh, W-A-J-F-I-P. Oops, sorry. W-A-J-F-I podcast.co and join us on discord to access resources mentioned in this episode and find your people we have a pretty awesome discord community just saying um next episode our topic will be new year's resolutions um related to mental health of course so i think that'll be fun and don't forget to follow us on all major social media platforms and stay tuned for our next episode airing dates and we will see you next time